When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! I think you made it out of there in fine fashion, Al. Fine fashion. You uh, represented your team with um, courteousness and class and a little bit of, uh, I'm just trying to get out of here in one piece kind of feeling, but what a night. It was That was a ton of fun last night. A lot going on last night. By the way, you know, I, listen, this is my just experience in this. I can't speak for everybody else. Dodger fans get a bad rap. I literally had zero issues yesterday, zero issues around Dodger Stadium, and I pulled in probably, I pulled in early. I was probably there by 5.30, I'm inside Dodger Stadium. Oh, wow. Got there early, just kind of wanted to soak it in. You know, it's been, I think it's been 137 years since the Padres were in a playoff game <laughs> yeah. where there's fans. Sure. So you kind of want to soak it in a little bit. Uh, it was fun. It was actually a really cool experience, other than the fact that Clevenger did exactly what I told you he was going to yeah, do. Yeah, that that was uh, that was quite a, a very Clevenger like. You you said to me uh, the the before the game hadn't even started. It's like five minutes till first pitch, and you you shoot me a text like, "Why do I feel like Clevenger's already given up four runs?" And and I said, "Give him ten minutes." Well, by the way, don't you have? Doesn't every team have a pitcher like that that of you're course. like, "Oh yeah, this is not good." Yeah, this is not going to go well. Julio goes out there, pop, 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 one, two, three, three soft little ground balls. You're like, "All right, all right, here we yep. go." And he did exactly what you thought of. Of course, the Dodger fans were nice to you because the game was over in the bottom of the first inning. Could be. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> that, that that had a lot to do with it. The Turner pops one, and I think that, and you know, that you're Alan Sliwa. You're you're with Lady Slee. They're they're respectful of you and and the show and your position in the city. And they were very. I, I saw with my own two eyes. People were very excited to be around you. That was. Um, yeah, it was like top to bottom, and we got a chance to meet. What what inning did we meet up? Fourth? Yeah, where you had to say something to the effect of somebody looks happier in this picture than the other, or somebody's more excited. Or loaded. I was just waiting for it to end. I just had had the game gone the other way, I would have had to find your drafts. I swear to God, it was. It sat in my drafts for like four innings, and when they when they had the two on yeah. and nobody out with uh, Evan Phillips on the mound, I'm like, eh, I may need to go in there and delete that. I'm really glad I didn't send it early. All right. So did I lose last night or did I win last night? Because around midnight, I pulled into a, uh, it's a small burger chain. They're trying to, they're just trying to establish establish themselves in the Southern California market. Went to In-N-Out. Didn't even do the drive-thru. I went in. Oh, you went in to the sat down, store? Sat down as if it was. <laughs> you, you grabbed, you didn't even, you ate it in the restaurant. In the restaurant. As if it was noon. <laughs> on, <laughs> on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Yeah, no, it was what not inspired, Look, look, I have an in and out story of my own that okay. I will share in a minute. But what inspired you not just to sit in the line and get it and take it home or eat it in the car? Why go into the restaurant? Um, let you see, just say, hey, do you want to eat inside? And I'm just looking, and it's like, yeah, let's let's go eat inside. And there was it. There was no what, other it had conversation. Midnight ish. Yeah, midnight ish. Yeah, and it was actually the right move. You know, you got to. <laughs> I got my uh, I got my vanilla shake first, which oh, you went, can I tell you yes. something? No, no, can I tell I you something? I'm so proud of you. No, listen to this. Listen I to this. love this. It wasn't a good idea. I, a I terrific. Idea. I ordered first. We ordered first. All right, so I did a Whopper. Um, 
Come on, man. I did need, it. I, did, need, I need to know that you're kidding. I, I, need, kidding. I need you to fix this. Just I, 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 I know listen, you are, but on, just come on. on. This oh. is I just there was did, there's did just it, a kernel of doubt that made me go, huh? Did okay. the double double raw <laughs> onions? I actually cool. put the chilies in there. I think I'm gonna go no chilies moving forward. A little too hot for you? Yeah. I, I, it, Unnecessary. It just takes over. Yeah. Okay. Fair like enough. Too much. Like That's I'm like, a, all right. Can I want you to? I want you to compliment it. I don't want it to be everything. I disagree, but I appreciate your analysis. Okay. I don't want. To, I'm like hiccuping during my bites. I'm like, We've no, we, got don't, we don't need onion. that. What's that? I mean, you're, you're all in at this point. It's not like you're you're oh, having uh, the raw onion. Toast. I, I don't know why the raw onion for me is it's just. Amazing. It's the difference maker. Yeah. It's just. It's everything. So I already got that. Already got the fries that are coming. My girl gets a burger too, and then we go back, and I'm now I'm. I'm like, I'm going to go back in line. Like, I had already made the decision that I'm not supposed to. I was good. I got what I needed. I went back in line to go get the- uh, The shake? To go get the vanilla shake. I bet it was pretty good. Okay, it's pretty good, <laughs> but it's impossible to eat, to, to eat slash drink one of those. Like, an entire one. It's impossible. Well, especially if after- did you, Had you already eaten your burger? No, it was my, it was my appetizer to the burger. <laughs> I'm like sitting there, and it's so thick. I'm, I, I I don't know how I'm going to get anything out with a straw. So the cap is already open, and yeah, I'm you're just spooning yeah. It. You're that's spooning basically. It. Have, has there been a moment? And she that, wants none of it. Of course so. she doesn't. She's a human being. She's not an animal. She's she's controlling herself like people are supposed to do at that hour of the evening. I mean, I got out of the line. I was good, and then it was me back in the line with the same guy. And he's like, "You were just here two minutes ago. Is there a reason why you're back here?" You and I have been doing this show what a year and a half now, give or take. Yeah. Um, I don't know if two things, if I've ever rubbed off more than I have on you than in that story, and if I've ever been prouder of you. Not not that you did it. But that you did it the way that you did it. That you went and sat in the restaurant. That you went shake post midnight, double double raw onions, chilies. This is such a Travis move. I can't even tell you. But it was, I love this. And it was so place. casual, as if it was, like I said, it was like it was six thirty, and we made reservations at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking in, like so. I look. You know, my how they back say, arched. When couples have been together for a long time, they start to look like each other. They adopt each other's habits and these sort of things. I, I told you this story this morning. I did not. I knew that you went in and out. I didn't know it went like that. But I told you my version before you. I didn't even know that you went. So I'm. You went first in the story. I'm, I'm driving home and I'm listening to the post game on the radio. And uh, <laughs> I the exit that I use for my house has an in and out at that exit. And it's late. And I'm like, okay, I haven't really eaten much in a while. I'm, I am hungry. I, I, I want a double double. I had a hot dog at the game. So did I. So did I. We'll get to that later. And, That's awesome. And, so did I. And I pull into the queue, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit longer than I wanted it to be because it's late. And I'm looking at the line. I'm like, this is at least a 15 or 20 minute line, at least. And I'm sitting there. I had the radio on. And I'm like, I don't know, seventh or eighth in the queue to, to get in, maybe tenth. And commercial comes on for do you have pre-diabetes? Come on. I I and and they start listing off all these things I'm like, Yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got that. Ooh, I might have that. <laughs> I, I'm like, you know what? This is a sign from the gods, right? I'm not a religious man, but yeah. I do believe in messages being sent. And baseball gods. And those, ba- are baseball the, gods those are the golf two. gods. Yeah, they're, they're those out are the there. gods that you sorts. believe in. And I literally 
exited the line. I hadn't pulled into because the one I go to, you you line up on the street before you pull into the actual restaurant. And I was like four cars deep in the street, and I the pre diabetes commercial got me out of line. Oh like, you my can't, gosh! You can't hit a double double fries and a shake at after midnight after hearing that when you just hit four of the five markers on the pre-diabetes commercial you need to get out of line so i did the opposite of what you did i was in the queue ready to go ready to take the plunge and i drove home and didn't do anything you're gonna tell me commercials don't work (laughs) well at that point because i I was already i was struggling with it i don't know if you do this you probably do not i do this every time it's like I know I shouldn't have that. Not I, last night. I, I know I shouldn't have yeah, that. Yeah, last That's night was not, aggressive. I don't need this. I yeah. don't need that. I've, you know, I need to be careful about what I'm eating mm-hmm. and all these things. And more often than not, I'll make a good decision. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, it's kind of the bleep it. I'm, I'm, I'm having it. Mm-hmm. Last night, I was fully in the I'm having it mode, and then the commercial t- got Last me night was... I'm number 55, and they called 51, and I'm like, I'm going back up now. I'm going to get the vanilla shake. <laughs> so I'm not waiting that long to get my food, and it's only going to be another four minutes. Here's my takeaway. We need to go to more Dodger games together. <laughs> like, of this entire thing, we actually we need to go to more Dodger games together, because I had a blast last night. I was going to say, our time together, we didn't get together till the fifth? Fourth. Is the fourth I inning? I came to your section in the fourth inning. There was that... A window there of about two innings that we were together yeah. around that. That was a really good time. It was great. We had listeners that were. Well, I've got a list, Lee. Good freaking people. I kept telling my girl, too. I'm like, see what this guy does? Every time somebody comes up and says, I, he writes their name down. I'm like, that's such a good idea. I'm a very smart man. I, I, I have great self control when it comes to double cheeseburgers after midnight. That's a good quote. And I'm a, I'm very, a very smart man, <laughs> Travis Rogers. You should carve it in wood. You know, it's some of these offices have quotes. There's a Gretzky one. There's a Chicker one. (laughs) Right when you walk in every day, and Sedano and Cap, they can all tap it like play like a champion today at Notre Dame. I'm a very smart man. Everybody repeats it to themselves before they go on there. I think you know. I I I don't want to put these in any order. Yeah, where do we start? Uh, But I think my favorite person that we met last night was Victor when you and I were standing kind of by your seats, and and he was he was like, "Hey man, take it easy on me." He's like, "No." Not taking it easy on you. That Padre hat makes me sick. He was so aggressive. It was, and I'm and I'm sitting there egging him on. I'm trying to get him yeah. madder. Yeah, I'm trying to get him more involved in your Padre hat. And you're like, no, nah, it's cool. He's like, no, it's not cool. Not tonight. It's not. Yeah, I was like, all right. Well, looks Love like Victor. All right, looks like that's not cool. <laughs> Left that one alone. I had a section. So where I was sitting, um, I had like. Two Padre fans to my left. I was on the aisle. Two Padre fans to my left, one back. I never heard anything from them. I had three Padre fans, one row in front of me, across the aisle to my left. Never heard a thing from them. I think that makes all you guys. I think that was was everybody that was there that was in a Padre I was going to say, there was not like this vibe. Granted, before you blinked, you're down 5 nothing. That doesn't help either. But there was never this like vibe where you're like, oh, okay, you know, I'm with my people. But I will say, a lot of the Dodger fans around me were talking, and it might be because they had a lead. It, when, we're, we're talking as if everything was like we're on the same team. Two to nothing before anything's really even mm-hmm. started. Before the end of the first inning, yeah. it's uh, it's going to be a pretty good night, and it was a pretty good night. There's a million things that we're going to get into. We're going to talk about the game. I think that it went 
almost exactly like you said it was going to go, Al, and I'm curious um, if the Padres actually feel pretty good about how it all ended, considering after the third inning, Dodgers really didn't do much after that. Dodger bullpen was fantastic. I thought Dave pulled all the right moves. There's a million things to get to. Dodgers win the opener. Clayton Kershaw tonight. We're just getting started. Trey Turner, a big night. A couple of quiet nights for a bunch of guys. And, of course, we got in-and-out calls already. Ashley coming up in about, oh, a half hour or so. We got all of that. And, and, we've got our watch party tonight. You can join 710, Tiza, and White Claw today at Clearman's Galley for our Dodger watch party. We'll be there from 5 until 8, giving away prizes, tickets, and more. Clearman's Galley is located 7215 Rosemead Boulevard in San Gabriel. And a special thank you to Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. And also a very special thank you to White Claw. White Claw delivers a wave of pure refreshment and a variety of flavors. Please drink responsibly. Hard seltzer with flavors. White Claw seltzer works. Chicago Illinois. Dodgers get the opener. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Beach vacation over camping? What about selling with Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. At Alan Sliwa and at Travis Rogers on Twitter, if you'd like to reach out. Don't forget to enter the uh, Trav and Slee community. We kind of have to rebuild it. It is gone for reasons yeah. that, oh, by the speaking of. Well, I, I know what happened. You do? We, yeah, the uh, our permits expired. <laughs> is that what it is? So we, we have, have to, to reapply? Yeah, we have to reapply. <laughs> We're sub submitting it to the city, and let's see what happens. I met uh, Steve and Frank yesterday at the game. I'm walking by, and apparently they are buddies, uh, or no, cousins, nephews, something of okay. Raul in um, OC, who's oh, yeah, running the that. community, yeah. and now it's gone, but it's back up, so if you'd like to join the Travis Lee community, that is a good way to do it. You ready for a couple of these? Yeah. Uh, Big E. You're rubbing off on Slee, Trav. I mean, drowning your sorrows at in and out. Is that? I don't think that's what it was. I think spent spent a few innings with you last night. Yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you were having a nice time. Is that, is, that, time. is that fair to say? So I probably cracked open my first beer <laughs> at six. That's forty minutes before the game starts. Yep. Hammered. <laughs> yeah. And we kept going. Okay. So I was having a good time. Yeah, I think you did have a good time. So was this yeah. more of a hey, uh, the you know the the it's off the rails. We're just going to go to in and out, or was this a oh man, we had a chance to win a game, five much closer game okay. than it felt like. All right, was this a let me give you the let me give you the thought process. Yesterday, double -double. I, I knew, I, I really thought yesterday was house money. Nobody's expecting the Padres to beat Julio with Clevenger on the mound. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought yesterday was, and I thought the game was actually closer 
then especially it's five nothing through three innings. I'm like, this is a shellacking. It's going to be fourteen like to it. one. Felt like it. It wasn't. They were in the game. Actually, the times that we were together is when the Padres scored all three of their runs. Yep. Um, and then and had a chance to tie it. Had a chance, right? They, they were in position to. Uh, and that's, I think, all you can ask for is, are you in the game or are you not in the game? I think Dodger fans feel really good. Hey, they took game one. But Dodger fans also are not, we dominated them from start to finish. It was an interesting game. It was more interesting than I thought it would be. So to answer your question, it wasn't a going to go get in and out. It was, I was just having a good time and let's just, let's keep the good times rolling. I want to tell you why I think this was the the right result for both teams in game one, but I got to go to Newport Beach first. And Scotty, Scotty, you're on with Travis Slee. What's going on, Scotty? Hey guys, how you doing? So, um, uh, I don't really have as good of an excuse as um, Travis does because I know kind of where Travis lives. Like, so when Travis gets off the exit to his house, it's like it's at one exit, and then you know there's an in and out, and like you have to pass it to go home. Well, let, let's <laughs> do let's let let's do this real quick. What's your address, Travis? <laughs> Love that I, I will oh, say no. this: it's the Camino Cap exit. Anybody that's down South Orange County knows exactly the in and out, and I do. I have to drive past it to go home. He's Scotty's right. Right. So for me, though, I live in Newport Beach. So at the end of the freeway, at the end of the 55 is Triangle Square. And on 19th is an in and out. I never, ever turn down 19th because I don't live that way. I live closer to the beach. But then I was listening to you guys and I turned on 19th and I'm sitting in the in and out yeah, parking lot right now. <laughs> yep, you should. It's, it's another uh, 11 yeah, minutes, uh, buddy. 10-19. What are you getting? 10-19. Uh, so my order's kind of childish and not from a size standpoint, more from a topping standpoint. So I just get two uh, four-by-fours, meat and cheese only, fry well, and a Neapolitan shake. Wait, wait, so wait it's Scotty, like a, back up. Yeah. Sounds like a kid's... Did I hear that you are ordering two four-by-fours? Four or eight patties of meat and eight slices of cheese? Oh yeah, well yeah, because I weigh I'm, I weigh 300. Like I'm a I'm a big guy. I weigh 300 pounds, and I just you know I just don't. I just know I'm kind of disappointed you guys because of the top like because you're a toppings guy. Like you like the chilies and the this and that. I'm like the 12 year old kid that cries when he eats the paper off of that. But now as a 34 year old, I love that. I love that I grabbed a piece of the paper. You know, so outstanding, Scotty. Good stuff, buddy. All Thank right. you. Well, we we made Scotty take a different way home because he needed yep. to hit his in and out at ten twenty in the morning. Makes Correct me the feel code. better. They what, they open at ten thirty, right? They they have for a million years. I think it's. I haven't been to early round in and out in a while. And they may have moved it to ten. Now that I think about it. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. <laughs> they're doing just a fine. lot of people in that line yesterday. Here's why I think last night okay. was a result that both teams waking up this morning feel really good about. Here's why. Okay. Dodgers won a game where they threw their best pitcher and were, I don't want to say comfortably ahead the whole night, but other than a pitch or two and a bat or two, you felt like you had a pretty good hold on yeah. that game. You you had Julio go, he gets the win, he pitched okay. I wouldn't say he pitched great, but he didn't pitch poorly. Three runs, five innings, six strikeouts, no walks. You know, it was okay. By his standards, it was okay. Certainly good enough. Um, Trey Turner got off to a good start. Yep. Lux turned a great double play, got a big hit. Will yep. Smith was really good. And you won a game where Freddie and Mookie were pretty quiet. That, that, that you feel your bull, and your bullpen, by the way, stood up beautifully. Every single guy, maybe with the exception of Evan Phillips, was really lights out. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about Phillips in a second. That's the Dodger version. You're up 1 0. You got Kershaw going today with a chance to really kind of choke out the series if it goes a certain way. Dodgers feel good. Padres went up against Julio, got three runs against yeah. him, were down five to nothing, and that was a ball game in the seventh inning. 
They got they, they chipped away. They played good baseball. When they had second and third with nobody out. Manufactured runs. They got both of those runs, runs in, in without yep. hits. They manufactured a couple of runs, and their bullpen was really good. Mm-hmm. Clevenger was dreadful, like you said he was going to be. But the bullpen was really – and by the way, they didn't burn through like six or seven or eight guys. They, they really managed their pen really well. They're sending out arguably their best pitcher today. Yep. Their bullpen is lined up with Suarez and Hayter fresh and ready to go. Yep. And by the way, you didn't get rolled off the field by a team that looked like they were getting ready to roll you off the field. That everything that the Padres could do, they did. They just didn't get that one big hit. But they played them pretty straight up, despite the fact Dodger Stadium fresh, all the Padres are stale, all those. If I'm a Padre player, I'm like, you know what? I'm we're all right. We're in this. I'm feeling pretty good about it. So by the time the third inning was done and every Dodger fan around me, they haven't sat down because there's nothing to sit down about. They're getting up every two seconds because the team is giving them something to cheer about. Five nothing at that point. If you told me that the game is going to finish 5-3, no, that's not going to happen. Right. Couldn't no, no, that, that, it's not going to finish 5-3. Through three innings, it's already 5 to nothing. I think there's something to what you said. And I, I, I go back to this. I said this yesterday. Tonight is the series. It's the series. Are the Padres going to make it interesting or not? It's just simple as that. And I'll take my chances when I say that. Darvish Kershaw is a good matchup. On paper, it's a good matchup. Mm -hmm. Darvish has had, you know, at least in the month of September, he's been really good. He was great against the Mets in game one. Kershaw, on two different stints that he left, every time he's come back, he's been really, really good. Clayton Kershaw has been Clayton Kershaw. And I, I think the... Uh, tonight, the way I kind of look at it is Padres should good fe- should feel good about themselves. Dodgers are saying, hey, we're up one nothing. We got Kershaw on the mound. They probably feel good about themselves as well. And if the Padres can make it a series, the only way that happens is you get into a sixth, seventh inning situation tonight. The one thing we have not seen yet, and it, was, it happened so quick yesterday, Padres, are you going to, is there going to be a point in this game where you have a lead? Are you going to have a 2 nothing advantage? Are you going to make the Dodgers feel any kind of pressure? They felt no pressure yesterday. The the start could not have been more perfect for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. That uh, Julio goes out there and bang, 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 one, two, three. And, and about three softly hit balls. Yeah. You get Soto, you get Machado. It's like, okay. Well, let, Clevenger let, was technically bang, bang, bang as well before <laughs> hitting him. And then, to that point, the Dodgers come up in the bottom of the first, mm-hmm. and they hit the ball in the barrel hard four times mm-hmm. and it wasn't just okay they, they were barreling him up from literally mookie's oh, first Mookie's ball at, to uh to machado, machado that's that right rocket yeah that ball was hit on the screws and then turner goes deep and then you get another double it's just the whole thing set up really well and you're right the dodgers had very little pressure on them other than in the the uh, sixth inning when evan phillips came in and and that to me this was the only part that made me go, huh, huh. Because I'm not so sure he's not their best relief pitcher right now. I, I, I think that he may be. Vezzi has been really good, and Chris Martin has been lights out. But it seems like Evan Phillips is the guy they're going to in to, in kind of that trine and roll. Like, hey, the game's kind of in a weird spot right now. Let's Get put this fire out yeah, before yeah. it really starts to blow up here. And he kind of started the fire. He walks a guy, doesn't walk a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Then Machado gets an infield hit. Not much you can do about First that. First and second, nobody out. And they're in trouble. Bell comes up. Bell comes up, and he gets a big K. A big K on Bell. And then he gets the double play ball, which was a, an incredibly sweet turn. There's David Roberts talking about that double play ball. 
I thought it was almost past Gavin. Will did a really nice job of staying inside that baseball, but Gavin got a good jump on it, didn't panic, made a nice feed to Trey, and Will's a good runner. That was, for me, that was the play of the game. That was Evan's last hitter. They were stressed that inning, and so to be able to get out of that inning, to not have Alex come into the game, to do an, an up-down, another up-down, it was, it was just kind of allowed us to kind of line up the pitching right there. So play of the game for me. It was huge for exactly that reason, that if that doesn't get through, Phillips is coming out, Vezzi is coming in, which means when he's talking about up-downs, it means you're up, you pitch, you go sit down in the dugout, you're back up again, you're back out the next inning, and maybe he'd have to do that twice, which Mm -hmm. is something he almost never does. And he got out of it. And again, this is what the playoffs are about a lot of times. Can you escape without your best? Can you get through it? Because if he just goes out there and bang, bang, bangs guys, like the first inning for Julio, it's like, well, sure, he's a great player. It's, all right, I'm in trouble. Now I have to get out of this trouble. Can I find a way to do it? He did. Now, he threw 26 pitches, so maybe your best reliever is not available to go tonight. You know, Gratterall threw one. He's going right. to go again. Right. But every move that Dave made in that bullpen, you're like, yep, that was exactly the right guy at the right time, and it was pretty smooth sailing after Evan Phillips. So you and I are together during that whole moment. We're together for the three runs. We're together for the first and second, nobody out. Um, we were with Kenny, Jesus, Debbie, yep. and my fellow Gaucho alum. Beer's coming everywhere I looked. Everywhere I looked. <laughs> we were like basically we're almost inside one of the concessions. That's how close we were to one of the yeah. concessions. So that's the you were talking about this, how the Padres manufactured a couple runs to get it to 5-3. Bell striking out with nobody out was the perfect example of they pretty much have to play perfect. No, no, no. Bell has to move those got, runners yeah. over, right? So they got to be on second and third, or at least the guy on second needs to be on and third. And I'll tell you what the Padres did against the Mets. Every one of those situations they capitalized on. They played a lot of small ball. It was somebody walks – bunt him over to second, and then a, a base hit, and they would manufacture a run. And I remember mentioning this to you, that you can do that against the Mets. It's different against the Dodgers. It is different baseball. And Dodgers, in, that was the most critical point of the game. Dodgers got out of it. All right, there was not all wonderful things for the Dodgers. There are a couple of things that make you all right, keep your eye on this going into game two tonight, Kershaw against Darvish. And one of them is a guy that we've talked about all season long, and it's just – I guess we're just going to have to deal with it. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So we ran into a lot of people that are pretty excited about the Trav and Slee show. Uh, That was very, very exciting to do it. We mentioned some of them uh, right before you and I met. I ran into a group of guys, George, Renee, Martin, Andy, Angel. Um, they were super excited. That Those are the guys I was chatting with when, when you came up. And yep. that's when you told me you were a big fan of my show. Yep, I did. <laughs> came up on this. People coming up, want to take a picture with Trav? I came up behind him and was like, hey, big fan, big <laughs> listener. 
you we could have had really more. good. We could have had more. Like for instance, Armando, who is Costa official twenty four, says, uh, "I saw Al last night at the game. I was too disgusted to say hello." <laughs> so you turned off could Armando you, with your. Can I tell you oddly? <laughs> Armando, How? find me tonight. I'll be back there tonight. Say hello to me. We can do a Oh, by the way, we'll really bad on. news for Dodger fans tonight. I'm not there. <laughs> can you, like, send a representative? Can Cousin Slee go in your stead? No. We need a Sliwa in the building to kind of keep I have this communicated <laughs> with all Padre fans. I'm not there. So I think the it was kind of easy for everybody yesterday. Al, hey, come on down. Come to more Dodger games. <laughs> Like, all right, well, I'm not, I'm oh, not going now. We'll get to these and ask now, Lee, now I'm which not is going. coming up in 10 minutes. There's a lot of, oh, yeah, please keep coming. That your, your negative juju, your bad energy against your own squads is actually beneficial for those of us that want the Dodger to win. Dodgers are just putting me in great seats. They're like, I mean, like <laughs> yeah, they're, come on down, please you help You want to do yourself. a couple innings? <laughs> come down and sit in there with uh, Charlie Steiner and the guys? Do a couple innings? Why not? Um so there's a dude yesterday. I, I started a conversation with a few people around me, okay? And it might be small talk like, hey, take it easy on us. I, I joked around with one guy sitting in front of me to my right. I'm like, uh, how does this whole playoff baseball thing work, right? He starts joking around. He's laughing. We, we And this does not happen often. People might recognize us, right? Like, oh, okay, hey, that's Steve Mason. That's Travis Rogers. This guy actually recognized my voice. He's like, yeah. wait a minute, you're... And I'm like, yeah. all right, that doesn't happen often. So we get to talking. He said, you know, I've always told myself, if I meet anybody from 710 ESPN, you know what I'm going what I'm to ask them? I'm like, what is that? He goes, what's Travis's story? <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> Did Not, you tell it? He didn't want the game. He didn't want anything. He just said... If I ever meet somebody at Seven Taste, I always wanted to ask. Did you tell him? I didn't tell him. Why not? It was awkward. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, no, no, no. Before, bef before the story is awkward, it was awkward. He's next to his wife. I'm next to my girl. You like said, I would have to pull him up. We go up top, and and it would be a. Uh, just He'd be distraught after that. Just shout it out over like, so like the 30 people in your general vicinity can all hear the story. And the funny thing is, I don't think he was really joking. Like I was, you know, my facial expression was. If he asked, yeah, he was just, I know that, that story, right? And he's like, so are you going to tell it? I'm like, uh, no, I'm not going to tell it. It's a lot. I'm just. Amanda yelled at us. I'm not, I'm not allowed to tell it, so I've been forbidden. <laughs> never, never. But I don't think you've ever been told you can't tell the story. Yeah, I'm sure that's the, that's the difference. <laughs> Just say Trav, it, like, you can't tell it, but Al's got. I, I I was told I can't tell it at the Mandy's. I don't know if I cannot tell it uh, other places along the way. Here's uh here's something. This just Emily said this was a couple hours ago. Odell, yeah, like two hours ago. All right, so Odell uh, Beckham Jr. tweeted this a couple hours ago. L.A. knows where I wanted to be, but they didn't offer me any all caps thing hmm. so i don't know what people want me to do i definitely know my worth and what the offer was isn't reflective of that so it's tough to say that i can come back or come on back even though i thought i finally found that home he went on to write uh but yes la treated me normal and special all in the same breath we'll see how it plays out for both sides i went out there to win a, uh, a trophy they're knowing that i had the risk of playing without an acl and then i got the lowest of low offers after that going into next season hmm. impossible uh laughing crying emoji so we've kind of been operating under this assumption that 
Everybody was kind of taking a wait and see. Odell, you know, obviously got hurt in the Super Bowl. The Rams want to bring him back. We thought that Odell wants to be back. I believe his locker is still in the in the Rams facility and right next to uh, Jalen Ramsey's, I think it is. Um, and it felt just inevitable that when he was going to get healthy, they would work something out and he would come back. And now this is, look, they didn't offer me what I believe that I'm worth. They didn't come anywhere near that. So he didn't say never, but he also – this is the first time it felt like he might be going somewhere else, mm. and you got to wonder if the Rams really struggling offensively has something to do with that. But if you thought that the help was coming, the Calvary was going to arrive in the form of Odell Beckham, maybe not. I, I think if you'd have told him before the season started, okay, well, who's got leverage here? Remember everybody was talking about in the offseason? Well, do they need to go make an offer to Odell Beckham? Beckham's not coming back till the ninth middle week, tenth month, week or probably. whatever it is yeah. right like that was kind of the idea and the concept well now you're four weeks into the season um your team certainly looks below five weeks into the season your team is an average team at best the offense can't move Allen robinson hasn't been the signing that you thought it was going to be every play every other play you're like well it's going to cup and the defenses all know that uh, stafford has zero time to do anything uh, we, we were actually talking about this earlier in the week, that if you're Odell Beckham Jr., why would you pick the Rams? What Don't you want to go on a squad that if by the time you're eight, nine weeks in, um, is this a real Super Bowl contender or not? Is there another squad out there that they're an Odell Beckham Jr. way? And by the way, they have an Similar offensive... Similar to what he did last year. They have an offensive line, mm -hmm. and th their quarterback uh, can make plays, and he has time to get the ball out. Are they an o Odell Beckham Jr. away from taking them to the next level? I, I would have been surprised, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I, th I think his, his tweets are interesting. I'd have been surprised if he did sign with the Rams just for how they've started so far. Can I, can I give you a basketball example? basketball example is, remember, you kind of get towards the buyout market, uh -huh. and guys become available. And I remember last year, we're like, none of these guys are coming to the Lakers. Why, why the hell would they come to the Lakers? And I know Lakers were, that was a, a complete... They're, they ended the season 16 games below 500. But the concept is, we're gonna. I'm going to go to a team that I feel like I have a chance to sure. win. The Rams in three, four weeks maybe are not convincing guys that they have. They still have a chance to win. They have a chance to compete. I think the the case for him to come back, I think, is pretty obvious. Actually, it, it's. I know the system. I work well with Stafford. I work well with McVay. They treat me with respect. They 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 understand what I do. They, obviously, his experience in Cleveland goes to show how big of a difference fit makes. Right? That yeah, it has to fit right for this thing to work right. Yeah. And it did. That Odell fit really well into what they're doing here in L.A. You you can make an educated guess about Buffalo or Green Bay yeah. or wherever it might be, yeah. but you don't know for sure. It's your best guess. He knows what it is in LA. He doesn't have to learn a new offense. He doesn't have to learn everything that goes along with the new team that doesn't have to do with just football. Everything else that goes along with it. But look, if they're three and five or or four and six or whenever it is that he, yeah. that he comes back, then now look, you had a chance to get me. You didn't do it. They're better. You're going nowhere. I'm going to go do this. It becomes a real option. Yeah, listen, the Rams got a lot of questions, and I, I, do I think Odell Beckham can help the Rams? Of course I do, but their, their biggest issue is they just can't get 
Nobody has any time to do anything. So even if he's there, you could have Jerry Rice and Randy Moss lined up as well. He doesn't have time to throw the ball. No, there's no question And there's about no that. back in the backfield that you no. feel like is a legitimate threat that's going to give you. He could go for 100 any given day, any given Sunday. You don't feel that either. Can Odell play left tackle? He can, I think. <laughs> can, can, can we put Odell, can he play guard, tackle, and center simultaneously? Can we put a, what, how big is Odell? Six foot, six foot one, something like that. Put him in there, 189 pounds, and see if he can block up uh, Von Miller is that, hell, is just that block a little. <laughs> that's don't that's, be selfish. Are you a team guy or not? That's where they need their help. Um, is it normal? Real quick question. I don't know. I don't follow baseball very closely. I, I just tell me if this is normal. Okay. Do most number nine hitters in order swing at the first seven pitches they see? Just curious. Asking for a friend because that's what Cody Bellinger did. I'm batting ninth. I'm just going to hack at the first seven pitches I see. He swung at the first seven pitches. He's batting ninth. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay. Usually, the guy batting ninth is yeah. the guy that is your least likely candidate to get a base hit, and maybe look at a pitch, maybe two. Swing, 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 swing. Seven in a row. Dude in front Cody of me. Bellinger. Dude in front of me yesterday. Alejandro from Highland Park, born and raised in Highland Park. We're having a conversation. There was one point Julio had thrown. He had 25 strikes and six balls. Like, the ratio was so stupid to start the game. We're having a conversation. Um, and Clevenger, I think, threw six strikes and 25 balls. But 20, no, Six strikes and 25 line drives. <laughs> I don't think it was 25 balls. I think it was 25 line drives to the warning track. Why does he move so much before every pitch? He's nervous. He doesn't want to throw the pitch. You'd be nervous, too, if you knew that every pitch you let go was going to get squared up no, that, right back at you. That part's fair. But every time Bellinger came up, so think about just kind of the conversation you have early on, and both him and I would look at each other and we're like, okay, maybe they get out of the inning. <laughs> like, this is a Dodger fan just demolishing Bellinger, as every Dodger fan should. It's kind of a comical conversation. I, I, I get conversation. that there's something about being aggressive. I get that you're hunting a pitch. I get that maybe you're trying to ambush a guy. that He's he's thinking, hey, look, I got my nine guy up here. Is yeah. a 200-hitter. How about just get on because Mookie's I, on after? I'm going to try and ambush you. You're going you're gonna to groove a fastball to get ahead 0-1, and I'm going to ambush it and smoke it. Fine. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Seven in a row? Really? Number nine hitter. If Mookie swung at seven balls in a row, I'd be like, what are you doing? If Freddie Freeman swung the bat at seven pitches in a row, it would be asinine. And, and 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 Cody Bellinger's doing it? What in the world? How, I mean, I, look, they're going to run out hey, roughly the same lineup tonight. You miss every shot you don't take. <laughs> I guess so. Travis on Twitter says, do you think Austin Barnes starts tonight with Kershaw pitching? And if so, who's coming out? I think you're going to see basically the same lineup you saw last night. Yeah. Barnes will go in to catch because he catches Kershaw, mm -hmm. which means Will Smith is your DH, which means that Muncie probably goes to second and Turner goes into third. It's roughly the same lineup, only Barnes is in and Lux is out. That's probably the biggest switch. We'll say this defensively. That's that having Trace, Bellinger, and Mookie, and I think we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago or so. That might be the best defensive really outfield that's out there. But the dude just can't do anything to help himself at the plate. And play. they're bad. Did you see how quickly he ran to first base? It hit me. Yeah. Uh, no, it didn't. But a nice try. No, he I, mean, was, I respect. He was the rounding hustle. first. It's like what you <laughs> you don't get. Just wait at first for Seven the replay. Seven in a row. This, uh, this would be the equivalent. He put the ball in play. You know what it is? I'm going to do a Sliwa. I'm going to give you a basketball analogy. Okay. 
This is Russell Westbrook coming in off the bench. Okay, that's the equivalent of being the ninth hitter. Mm -hmm. You're the first guy off the bench. You come in and you're shooting 20% from three, and you launch seven consecutive 30 footers. That's what that was. And it was like, what? What? I mean, you're not very good at that. Maybe we do, maybe we move it. Maybe we take a try to get to the hoop, take get a layup. But also, also while you're running down to the other side, you're getting the crowd like, yep. It was aggressive. Let's it go. Was aggressive. All right. Ask Slee is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Since you are Slee and this is Ask Slee, yes. I will ask Slee a question. Would you like to do it on the phone or would you like to go to Twitter? Mm, let's get a tweet in there. Let's get a tweet in there. Ramel writes, Slee is approached by a regular person. I like this setup. Hey, what a regular. I don't okay. know what that is, but I like it. All right. Uh, the regular person asks, What's Trav's deal? Do you respond with A, food, B, Dodgers, or C, why Travis won't discuss his deals on air? No, I, I think I would say it's actually kind of easy. Uh, lives, breathes, and dies baseball. Okay. I think that's fair. Watches, still watches documentaries on Fernando. For, Fernando. Fernando Mania. As if he's never seen them before. It's really good. I highly recommend yep. it. Great, great family guy. However, butt naked when he goes to bed, which <laughs> makes no sense to me. <laughs> You're, this and is all really, true. really cares about there is a science to certain stuff when it comes to food and beer and tailgating and stuff like that. It's like important to me. Down a lane that is critically important. That's very important. I, my, my whole family, Kelly wasn't there, but my the rest of my crew, we were scattered throughout the stadium. I was in the auxiliary press box. Bobby yep. and his girlfriend were in two seats. Susan and Michael were in two different seats. Awesome. I had I had the crew all over the place. It was you guys good took a you you sent me a tweet or you sent me a uh, a text of a photo of the family. I'm like, that looks like a family that's up four to nothing. <laughs> really, we were. I was just smiling, <laughs> was, all happy. Good. We just saw Will Smith get a big double, bring in a couple of runs. It was a it was a good deal. Jason Torres says, when Slee goes to a sporting event, do he and Lady Slee buy the maximum amount of beers allowed so you don't have to get back in line? Hashtag Ask Slee. No. No, it's actually – I don't know what it was yesterday. For a playoff game, I found everything to be very easy. I found getting beers very easy. <clears throat> I found using the restroom very easy. No shoot. By the way, can we – all the all the um, chatter that Dodger dogs get – Yeah. Had one, by the way. So did I. Amazing. I mean, just no, delicious. Terrible. I, I'm, I'm, I'm salivating as I talk about it. <laughs> It was so good you felt the need to chase it with an in and out five hours later. <laughs> However, the pretzels. My girl wanted to get a pretzel, so mm -hmm. she got a pretzel. What it's the I almost broke a tooth. <laughs> Aren't those things supposed to be soft? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> did you did you specify the non toothbreaker version? I mean for all the love for, for all the criticism the Dodger dog gets, can we get some people to go after the pretzels? <laughs> The correct answer about the beer is you get however many you're going to no, drink that's in it. the moment. Yeah. Because they're going to get warm. First of all, almost all the beers are 24-ounce beers now, right? So you're getting big beers to start with. By the time you've had the first big beer, they and they open them, yeah. so <clears> you <throat> could knock it over. It's going to get warm. No, no, no. Just go when it's time. One go when yeah, it's yeah, time. It's the only option. Yesterday, we were guy was nice enough to buy us a round, yeah. so then I wanted to return the favor. I'm buying a round. 
I can't go up there and get it, so I grab you. You have no idea what's going on. I'm like, just stand next to me. I got to get these beers. You have no You literally had no idea what was going on. I started to hand you money. I didn't even know. That's like, right. You took out your wallet. I'm like, I'm not asking for money. Just stand here so I could get the beers. You should have taken my money. But while I'm doing that, she's going out and getting ice cold beers, popping yeah. it open. I'm yeah. like, that's the way that's you do That's the way you do it. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Steve in La Habra. Steve, hashtag Ask Slee. What do you got? Before I ask, I just want to congratulate uh, Manny and Paramount for saving enough bottles and cans to uh, get his phone turned on again. I heard him call in, so congratulations to you, bro. But my ask, Lee, is, is everything a basketball analogy for you? For example, when you have trick-or-treaters come to your house and you see their costume, do you bring up a basketball analogy about jerseys and uniforms? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good uh, – so let, let me give you an you example should, you here. You start doing it now. Let me give you an example here. Let's say the Lakers – no, I'm just kidding. I don't have one. <laughs> Like if you had, I don't know, uh, a six-year-old boy knocks on Casa de Slee's door for yeah. Halloween, yep. and he's in a vampire costume, and you open the door, do you say anything? You just drop the almond joy in his sack? Do you send him on his way? Or do you say, you know, you remind me of a young Eldon Campbell. <laughs> like how, how do you handle these situations? First off, I'm not throwing Eldon Campbell comps just like that. You don't. <laughs> not of- everyone gets an Eldon Campbell comp. I'll probably find some type of way. By the way, how about yesterday? You and I grabbing an Almond Joy. Delicious. Nobody likes them. I do. They were left in there. There are a couple, you know, I saw two Almond Joys in there. I'm like, Trav and I will appreciate this. They were, I, and I couldn't Delicious. eat it fast enough. It was fantastic. Who doesn't like it? Uh, Capitano Matt, Krispy Kreme, Duncan, or Randy's? Uh, I'm going to go Randy's. And I'll go Randy's just because they got a lot of variety. Krispy Kreme is just kind of the same thing. Couldn't agree more. Um, Could not agree more. Duncan is a fire today with your food stuff. Well, Duncan is a Emily. You love you. You said Emily's a Duncan. Love Duncan. Okay, and 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 I I feel like that's such a like East Coast thing. Everybody loves it. It came out here, and I'm not saying it's not popular. There's one in Pasadena. They're they're all over the place. I never go into a Duncan. There's actually in Pasadena they opened up a Randy Donuts. Randy's Donuts. Remember that one time I went at eight fifty eight, and everybody was mad at me because they were closing (laughs) at nine. At nine. Um, I would prefer Randy's over the other ones. I y- yes, Krispy Kreme is is a when it came out of the South and showed up in California for the first time, it's like oh okay because it's so sweet and yeah. they're warm and they're they're soft. good. They are really good at one thing. You can have like yeah. a bite of one of those, and that's when you need to hear the pre-diabetes commercial so you'll back off from those things. And Duncan is just you know I, I get it, success. It's just get that anywhere. Yeah. Randy's feels like a something a little bit different along the way. You ready for one more? Yeah. Um, well, that's not the one I wanted here. <laughs> Darb writes, hey, Slee, did you see Trav give the wink and head nod to any other big people at the stadium? Hashtag Ask Slee. I've, I've told you this theory before, right? Yeah, something like there's just a connection. He thinks that every that men that are larger than average, okay. that we have this secret club. Taylor, you can speak to this because you're taller than I am. That we have this secret club that when we see someone else who's tall, it's like but we, we kind of have this natural respect. Big enough another. for that? Yeah, he's six five. That's a but big he's guy. tall enough. Is he big yeah. enough? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, okay. a, there's a tall guys club too. Give, okay. give each other a little head nod. Yeah. You know what's happened a lot yesterday? I didn't notice this. So if if that's the but I, I did see that one guy that was enormous. So oh, you want to stop? Wait, what, I, what was the term that? Oh, yeah, in the wild, I, I saw. I saw. So. Let me ask you guys this. Emily and Taylor, weigh on this. Have you ever seen a seven-foot human being that wasn't an NBA player, just like out in the wild, just in the world? I love the word. Yeah, the once. word he uses, the wild. <laughs> like, there was a group like of them we at are, my church that 
are really tall. But yes, seven feet tall. He was yeah. a college basketball player, but yeah, I saw one, and I went and stood next to him just to experience uh, he, This that. guy walked by, I'm like, that is the biggest human being I've ever seen that I wasn't certain was an NBA player. Let me let me describe it better. We're walking, and you say, oh my gosh, look how tall that guy is. And I take a look, I'm like, wow, he's pretty tall. And then I went, you know, now I'm looking back in front of me, and he wouldn't stop. He's <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever seen, it, seen anybody that big in the wild. You don't see guys like that. They you just don't. don't make them like that anymore. I mean, you just kept going for... It was a good one-minute conversation about a, about the seven-footer. <laughs> I've never seen – I ran into Mark Eaton out of the Whole Foods yeah. in Sherman Oaks. Okay, I'm walking down the aisle, and around comes the corner. It's Mark Eaton, for those of you that don't know, played in the NBA, went to UCLA, big, like 7'5", just huge. It, it is I, – I remember it like it happened yesterday. The, you do not see people that's – I was so excited. So maybe that was my moment of waking at the fellow big guys. All right, people want to get in on Cody Bellinger. We want to talk about uh, game two. Carleton Kershaw takes the ball tonight. You had a pretty good prediction of game one. I'm curious what your prediction of game two might be. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.